Welcome, I'm Michelle Berkey, and this is Praying Scripture, a weekday broadcast where we use God's own words to honor Him and to talk to Him about the things going on in our life and in our world. Join me as we dive into episode 22 and we pray our way through four different topics. We're going to be doing some worship, Psalm 18, 16 through 24, a personal prayer, and a prayer for our culture. So let's start with opening prayer, and we're worshiping God in this time for His holiness this week, His holiness. And we will be in Mark 1, 24 and Revelation 15, 4. So let me give you a little context of Mark 1, 24, because it's a little odd one just to throw out there. It reads, What have you to do with us, Jesus of Nazareth? Have you come to destroy us? I know who you are, the Holy One of God. So this is from Mark 1.24, and it's maybe the third or fourth story in the entire book of Mark. He has just called a few of his disciples, and then they go to their—I think they're in the synagogue, and he speaks to him in the midst of Jesus' teaching. This man calls out, what have you to do with us, Jesus of Nazareth? Have you come to destroy us? I know who you are, the Holy One of God. Jesus then looks at him, tells him to be quiet, stop speaking. He has an impure spirit in the ESV, I think was the version I was reading, an impure spirit. And he says, shut up and leave this man. And he does. And the people are amazed. And so this is the idea that while we might not recognize Jesus in our midst, the demons do. Revelation 15, 4 says, Who will not fear, O Lord, and glorify your name? For you alone are holy. All nations will come and worship you, for your righteous acts have been revealed. So let's pray. Father, I thank you so much for the ability to just be here today, to the ability to come before you, to worship you, to honor you today, and to lift up these prayers and know that you love us and you hear them. You are the Holy One of God. Even the demons know that, and they recognize you as that, and so do I. You are the Holy One of God. Who will not fear and glorify your name because you alone are holy? You tell us that all nations will come and worship you, for your righteous acts have been revealed. Lord, I can say it again, just like the angels around your throne. Holy, holy, holy are you. Lord, teach us as we go through this week what that actually means. As we're looking at holiness every evening in the posts that I'm making, help us recognize you as holy. We love to think of you as loving and full of grace, but you are most of all holy, separate, other, holy. And we honor you for that today. In Jesus' name, amen. We are in a Thanksgiving psalm. Psalm 18 is a thanksgiving for a royal victory. It was written by David. It's one of the longest psalms in the book. We'll be here all week. We're in the kind of in the middle of it, in the midst of it. We're in the third out of five days. Yesterday, God was coming to David's rescue. Day one, David called out to God. He explained his problem. He's like, I'm in dire trouble. Yesterday, he described God coming to his rescue. Today is the actual rescue. So yesterday was him coming to rescue him. Today is the actual rescue. And then some of David's reflecting on it. So we have two stanzas. We have the rescue and his reflection. I'm going to read the first one, pray, read the second one, pray. This is Psalm 18, 16 through 24. He reached down from on high and he took hold of me. He pulled me out of deep water. He rescued me from my powerful enemy and from those who hated me, for they were too strong for me. They confronted me in the day of my calamity, but the Lord was my support. 
He brought me out to a spacious place. He rescued me because he delighted in me. Lord, we need your rescue in so many ways in our lives. In big ways, maybe we're not in the midst of a physical battle where we need your rescue. Maybe we are. Most of us aren't going to be there. But all of us are in the midst of a spiritual battle, and we need you to come and rescue us. We need you to reach down from on high and take hold of us and pull us out of deep water. We have powerful enemies, those who hate you and who hate us because of you. And they are sometimes too strong for us, and they'll confront us, but you are our support. Help us learn to rely on you as our support, and you will bring us out to a spacious place. You'll rescue us because you delight in us. And Lord, I just love that last phrase, that you delight in us. Sometimes I think we think of you as judgmental or disappointed in us, but you delight in us. Let that settle in our hearts today. The rest of this section is, The Lord rewarded me according to my righteousness. He repaid me according to the cleanness of my hands. For I have kept the ways of the Lord, and I have not turned from my God to wickedness. Indeed, I let all his ordinances guide me and have not disregarded his statutes. I was blameless toward him and kept myself from my iniquity. So the Lord repaid me according to my righteousness, according to the cleanness of my hands in his sight. Lord, reward us according to our righteousness, but actually according to your righteousness. When you look at us, you see the righteousness of Christ. Repay us on that basis, because if I have to stand on my own righteousness, I am done for. But I get to stand in the righteousness of Christ because of the sacrifice you made, Jesus. Thank you for allowing that, for doing that, for being obedient unto death. Lord, when you look at me, you see Jesus' righteousness, and so that you can repay me according to the cleanness of my hands. You help me keep the ways of the Lord. You help me not turn away from you to wickedness. Indeed, I ask that all your ordinances guide me, that I not disregard your statutes, that I will be blameless towards you, and that I will keep myself from iniquity. Repay me according to your righteousness, according to the cleanness of my hands in your sight because of Jesus. Amen. We're praying this whole week for ourselves in this portion of the prayer to control our tongues. We all have trouble at one time or another controlling our tongues. It is a huge problem. And we're praying about that for ourselves this week. So we have three scriptures today in this section. We have Proverbs 15.4, Titus 3.2, and Psalm 37.30. In Proverbs 15.4, it says, A gentle tongue is a tree of life, but perverseness in it breaks the spirit. So let's talk about for a moment what actually perverseness means. The Hebrew noun perverse things means to turn away from what is normal and straight, a distortion of what is straight and right. So this is speech that is deceptive. It's corrupted. The Septuagint, which is the Greek Old Testament, translates it as a phrase that means speaks nothing faithfully. It's funny because we had this very word, this very terminology about our speech yesterday, but not our speech, but about the speech of evil men in our teaching broadcast where we talk through Proverbs. And so today we have this in Proverbs 15, 4 about our own speech. A gentle tongue is a tree of life, but perverseness in it breaks the spirit. So let's pray about that for just a moment. Lord, I want my tongue to be a tree of life. Let that be true about my words, that they be life-giving, and not just a little bit, but this huge, tall tree with deep roots in your heart, in your wisdom. Let my tongue be a tree of life. Keep perverseness away from it. 
It breaks the spirit of mine, but also of those who I speak to. Let nothing come out of my mouth that is crooked or unfaithful. Titus 3.2 says to speak evil of no one, to avoid quarreling, to be gentle and show perfect courtesy toward all people. Lord, let me speak evil of no one. Help me to avoid quarreling. Gosh, sometimes, sometimes that's hard and we're seeing an awful lot of that in our culture today. Keep us from quarreling. Help us to learn to be gentle with our words and to show perfect courtesy toward all people. Lord, this is so timely. So timely with the the way that we communicate online. Help us to speak evil of no one, avoid quarreling, be gentle, and to show perfect courtesy toward all people. Psalm 3730 says, The mouth of the righteous utters wisdom, and his tongue speaks justice. Lord, first lead us into your righteousness. Help us stay on the path of the righteous ones. Give our hearts a hunger and thirst to be righteous people. And then... Our mouths will utter wisdom. Our tongues will speak justice. Help us to seek out righteousness so that our mouths utter wisdom and our tongues speak justice. In Jesus' name, amen. For our culture this week, we're focusing on refreshment. Our culture is tired. There's been so much happening in the last several months that we just need a rest. And we don't need a rest just to recover, although many of us do need to recover, But it's not over yet, friends. Trouble doesn't just stop and go away when we're tired of it. We have more coming. There will always be something new, something different, something hard. Hard stuff just doesn't stop in our lives. And so in order to deal with that hard stuff, we need to be doing that out of a place of rest, out of a place of strength, out of a place of refreshment. And so we're praying for our culture and ourselves for refreshment this week. We're going to be in 1 Corinthians 16, 18. Philemon 1.7 and Philemon 1.20. Now, these three verses have a focus that we have not seen this week. I'm going to go ahead and read them, and then we'll pray the whole thing. For they refreshed my spirit as well as yours. Give recognition to such men. Philemon 1.7 says, For I have derived much joy and comfort from your love, my brother, because the hearts of the saints have been refreshed through you. Philemon 1.20 says, Yes, brother, I want some benefit from you and the Lord. Refresh my heart in Christ. Friends, we can find refreshment in brothers and sisters in Christ. So let's pray about that. Lord, I come before you this morning and I ask for your community of your church to minister to each other. I pray that the words that we would speak to each other, the way we would approach each other, the way we support each other would bring refreshment in Christ. I was in a small group last night where we would share about what was going on in our lives, and then we would speak scripture into each other. And that is a time of refreshment. Lord, teach us to speak scripture into each other's lives. Teach us to listen, teach us to support, teach us to love in ways that bring refreshment. And for those of us feeling isolated right now, I pray that we would find ways to be refreshed by your people that we would look for, seek out, and find community that would be more than just gossip, more than just, hey, how are you, surface. Pray that we would understand what community means, because it means far more than what we usually in our culture see it as. Pray that you would develop in each one of our lives a particular community of believers that will help refresh us. And I pray that that would begin today that we would find refreshment in your people 
today in one way or another, that you would bring those people into our lives that we know that we are to be part of community with, that we would begin to gather those people around us if we don't have that. And then if we do have that and when that happens for us, that we would learn to be a part of that community, that you would grow us in being a brother and sister in Christ, one who refreshes another. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank y'all so much for joining me in prayer today. It's so good to have you. We'll be back again tomorrow for another episode. But my heart is that as we pray scripture together, that we would all grow in our prayer lives together, that God would use this time to direct your heart in your circumstances as he directs mine in my circumstances. And I know that he will answer these prayers in mighty ways. But most of all, I pray that you will fall deeper and deeper in love with the God who gave us these words that we speak. Amen. Amen.